To be loved is to be chosen. And sometimes, the one who chooses us is not who we'd expect. When Sven first approached Magic, I think he came from a much more mature position. Like, he was in it for like a serious relationship. This is a classic love story of opposites attract. I don't recall ever seeing Sven flirt with anybody else. He was really dead set on Magic from the very beginning. One older and wiser, desperate for commitment. More often than not, you actually see him kind of huddled over and hunched in the corner, always looking really serious. The other younger, free-spirited and flirtatious. Magic did have a little bit of flirt around. He's a bit more playful, not really sure if he wants to settle down, but Sven really got to him. Could two penguins, yes, you all heard me right, could two penguins with very different personalities fall in love? He came over with a bit of a sexy walk and basically, I guess he asked him if he was ready to settle down. <laughs> it's 2017 and at the Sea Life Aquarium in Sydney, Australia. The keepers are anxious. The aquarium has never had a chick hatch before and they are desperate for some baby penguins. Who wouldn't be? Nobody could have predicted just how the first chick would arrive, nor the romance that made it possible. I just didn't think it was going to be Magic and Sven, but it obviously was. I'm Tay Diggs, and from Sony Music Entertainment, this is You Had Me at Hello the show where everyday people share their extraordinary stories of how they met and fell in love, and sometimes how things later fell apart. Love, its highs and lows, mess and drama, awkwardness and laughs, come with us as we celebrate it all. This week, we're diving into a story about love in the animal kingdom. It's a tale of two male penguins whose unwavering devotion to each other became a symbol of pride and joy not just for their colony, but for their country. This is Lovebirds. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our story starts not with love, but politics. Here's Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of Australia at the time. Now, at the last election, we made a very clear promise to the Australian people that we would not facilitate the introduction of a bill to legalise same-sex marriage until the Australian people had had their say. And we made a It's November 2016, and the Australian government is proposing to hold a national vote on legalising same-sex marriage. Since the election, we've come back into government 
We have gone to the parliament, we've gone through the House. But the proposal has been blocked by the Senate. We've gone to the Senate with a bill to enable a compulsory attendance ballot, a plebiscite, and that has been rejected by the Senate. Homosexuality was decriminalized more than 30 years ago in Australia. But in 2016, same-sex couples are still not allowed to get married, and in some areas, they cannot adopt a child. What's politics got to do with two smitten penguins, I hear you ask? Stick with me. Whilst the political debate in Australia is heating up, Sydney's Sea Life Aquarium is welcoming new arrivals to their penguin colony. They're hopeful that romance will soon blossom and new chicks will be born. So we had 18 Gen 2 penguins arrive from our Melbourne site, Sea Life Melbourne. That's Tish. She's the penguin supervisor at the aquarium. So a Gen 2 penguin is about 60 centimetres tall, and they're the classic tuxedo penguin. So when you think of a penguin, you think of a, a white bird with a black sort of suit on. That's what a Gen 2 looks like. And then in addition to that, they have these striking um, orange beaks and feet. It's the type of penguin all the cartoons are inspired by. When the Gen 2 penguins arrive from Melbourne, one of them really stands out. We opened all the doors at the same time so all the birds could come rushing out together. And in that group, we had one of our penguins called Magic. At two years old and full of the effervescence of youth, Magic is lively and enthusiastic. He was one of the first ones out of the crate to sort of see what his new environment looked like. He was very inquisitive. He wanted to be involved in everything. Like all good leading characters, Magic is spirited, curious, and audacious in the most charming way. I could kind of see Magic being like a Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Just a little bit of like a loose unit, and he's going out there with a whole bunch of confidence. He doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's going to fake it until he makes it. That was Matthew McConaughey with his breakout performance in the throwback teen comedy Dazed and Confused. Okay. Now back to the real stars of this show. Gen 2 penguins are almost identical. Even males and females look alike. Once their adult feathers develop, the aquarium actually has to do a DNA test to find out the sex. But knowing which penguins are male or female doesn't mean you know who's who. The keepers have to watch the penguins closely to find the things that make them unique, like the way their tails move when they walk, or how noisy they are how much they look or don't look like Matthew McConaughey. Magic for me, he has these very sneaky looking eyes. He's always looking like he's up to something. While Magic is settling into his new environment, exploring the pool, playing with ice chips and waddling through the snow, another new set of penguins is about to arrive. Magic arrived first, and then about three weeks later, we received the eight Gen 2 penguins from SeaWorld. And in that, in that lot of eight penguins was Sven. Unlike Magic, Sven is from SeaWorld on the Gold Coast, over a thousand miles away. 
So Sven is one of the more reserved penguins, I would say. He's not like one who's all over the people. This is Kira, head penguin keeper at Sea Life Aquarium, Sydney. He's usually only really interested in us if, uh, you know, we've got food for him. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that he isn't a likable penguin. He does still have a lot of personality. When Sven and the others arrive, the keepers are nervous about how the two colonies might react to each other. Will they get along, or will this be a West Side Story-style rivalry? We had a barrier between the Melbourne birds and the SeaWorld birds just to make sure that everyone was going to play nice. Magic, from the Melbourne clan, is as curious as he always is. And although he's more reserved, Sven, from the Gold Coast colony, is also keeping a close eye on his counterparts. I think we ended up watching them for about two hours or so, just to make sure that everyone was sort of displaying all the right behaviours. Everything is going to plan, and the keepers are confident that a successful meet-and-greet is going to happen. They even have a good idea of who will make the first move. And then when we took the barriers off, magic just ran away. Our leading penguin chickens out. Oh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm backing out of this. This is too scary. There's too many new people. Um, and then about half an hour later, he settled back down and he ran back over to the new birds and he kind of did like a, a check on everybody to see who everybody was. And while Magic is checking them out, one of the Gold Coast birds is checking Magic out. Sven, amongst our colony specifically, is one of the taller penguins when he stands up straight. But more often than not, you actually see him kind of huddled over and hunched in the corner, always looking really serious. He always looks a little bit suspicious of you when you approach him. Sven is three years older than Magic. That's practically a generation in penguin years. When he arrives in Sydney, he's already lived through a few breeding seasons in his previous home. He stands out as one of the more mature members of the colony, um, but he also has these little playful streaks as well. So... If Magic is Matthew McConaughey, who would play Sven in our Sea Life movie? Bill Murray is the first person that pops into my mind. He's intelligent, supportive, funny. Intelligent, supportive, funny. Me, me, me. I think it's because historically he was a bit of a comedic actor, but like later on he became a lot more serious, and I feel like that's really relatable to Sven. That was, of course, Bill Murray and Andy McDowell starring in the film Groundhog Day. At five years old, Sven may be the older penguin, but just like Magic, he hasn't had a successful relationship either. He's never had a family and raised a chick. But over the next few months, Sven seems set on changing all that. So the first thing that we sort of noticed was Sven did what we call the sexy walk. It's around June 2017, and by now, the birds are well and truly settled into their new home. The keepers, meanwhile, are paying close attention to any signs of a potential pairing. He had his wings behind his back and his head held high. He just looked like a bird with confidence. This is a big moment for Sven. It's taken him several months just to pluck up the courage to make his first move. He's quiet and shy, but he knows what he wants. 
and so he walks his best sexy walk and approaches magic, wearing his heart on his wing. He went over and bowed, and the way that he could tell that magic was interested in him back was the fact that magic bowed back to him as well. It's a great start, but Sven is going to have to do more than a flirty waddle to win magic's affection. He started with a sexy walk. Now it's time for a love song. So Gentoo penguins do a special call when they have found their perfect penguin pal. <laughs> and um, this call is actually unique to every single penguin. While to our human ears they might sound really similar, um, each penguin can identify each other just by their song alone. So what one half of the penguin pair will do is they'll sing their call from one side of the exhibit Sven waits until magic is in earshot and the stage is set. If the other penguin, and in this case magic, was interested, they would start calling. Magic returns Sven's call. And we started to see this behaviour more and more and more, which sort of indicated to us that there was a little thing going on between the two of them. Magic and Sven's sweet serenading can be heard right across the exhibit. The two male penguins are falling for each other, and they aren't the first. Same-sex courtships in the penguin world are more common than you might think. In fact, for over a century, gay penguin relationships have been documented all over the world. And with our penguins, it becomes clear to everyone around them that they're ready to take the next step and start a family. Now, I'm going to ask a question that I know you're all thinking. Can they start a family? I mean, how do penguins do it? Because they have the same external parts. <laughs> so in the sense of uh, Magic and Sven being both males, it, d it doesn't matter. Not in the same way that it might for people. <laughs> okay, a quick biology lesson here. Every penguin has an opening called a cloaca. They use it for waste, but also for mating. They use it for anything that goes in or out. So when it comes to penguin mating, there's also no difference between a male and a female, except one of them will go on top and one of them won't. Penguin mating is a messy business. The female lifts her tail. The male goes on top of her. Then they bump bits. Cloaca against cloaca, also called a cloacal kiss. The male splashes around the sperm. It's a wet hump. Hopefully, he doesn't misfire. Because Magic was so inexperienced, he wasn't entirely sure which position he would normally be in. Uh, and so Sven kind of, <laughs> he got to go on top. Um, and both of them just sort of did what they're supposed to do, which is exactly what you expect. And with the deed done, Magic and Sven patiently wait for an egg to turn up. That's after the break. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. 
It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Outside of the aquarium and Magic and Sven's love nest, Australia's gay marriage debate is raging. In their exhibit, as they solidify their partnership and wait for an egg to materialize, these penguins are showing Australia what really matters. After the Australian government's failed attempt to secure a vote on gay marriage rights, they do a survey. That might sound a bit meh, but it's just enough political clout for the government to push ahead. The responses are counted. 61% vote in favour of gay marriage rights. The Australian people have spoken in their millions and they have voted overwhelmingly yes for marriage equality. And now it is up to us here in the Parliament of Australia to get on with it. The Australian people had spoken. Now it was up to Parliament to listen. But what about our two lovebirds? Unaware of the political upheaval unfolding around them, Sven and Magic are focused on a clear goal. So 2017 is when uh, we put out all the nests for the Gentoos. Still spitting with Magic, the start of the breeding season presents the perfect opportunity for Sven to show Magic just how committed he is to starting a family. So we put out nesting platforms all throughout the exhibit. We put them at all the different places that we think the penguins might be interested in. The keepers are desperate for penguin babies. Remember, they hadn't had a single chick successfully hatch yet. This is still a fairly new colony made up of mostly young birds, and older, more established pairs have a much higher success rate. And what happened was Magic was hanging around in one of these spots. It was one of the prime spots inside the entire exhibit. And what we'd see is Sven would pick up some really nice pebbles that he would find around the exhibit, and he would present these pebbles to Magic. When you're dating somebody, you might buy them flowers or a box of fancy chocolates. And if you're really serious, then you might even lock in and propose with a ring. Well, it turns out, in that regard... Gen 2 penguins are just like us. And just like us, they search until they find the perfect rock. So these pebbles have to be the exact right shape. They have to be the right shade. It's got to be round, but also kind of flat, so it's easy for them to carry. It's got to be shiny. Everything about them has to be exactly right for the other bird to be like, yes, I will take your stone. Sven spends hours picking out a pebble. When he finds the one he likes, he holds it in his mouth, waddles over with his signature sexy walk, and presents it to Magic. Magic would do uh, a little bow to the pebble if he liked it, and then he would take the pebble out of Sven's mouth, 
and then he'd place it on the nest where he wanted it to go. If Sven bought Magic a pebble he didn't want, Magic would just ignore him and then Sven would just drop it to the side. They'd just be like, okay, I'll try again. In his quest for perfection, Sven tries his luck with some of the other penguins, seeing if they'll trade or lend him one of their own pebbles. But he doesn't have much success. They definitely spend a lot of time and energies building these nests, so they don't really want to be sharing them. Sven doesn't have a choice. If he wants a perfect pebble, a pebble perfect enough to take his relationship from boyfriends to engaged, he's going to have to steal it. Sven, being such a dedicated partner, if he couldn't find a loose pebble on the ground or if us keepers weren't quick enough to provide them, he would be very often sighted around the exhibit, kind of thieving them from the edges of other penguins' nests. Sven waits for one of his neighbours to turn the other way and makes his move. Sven is very stealthy, so um, he doesn't get caught very often. And in the rare occasion where he would, then he'd be dodging beaks on the way back to magic. Sven's persistence pays off, and after weeks of pebble hunting and stealing, he and magic have built a big, sturdy nest. They just built the most beautiful nest. They built the fastest nest. It was the cleanest nest. It was really, really well put together. It might be cliche, but it's also true. Home is where the heart is. It's called nesting for a reason. Whether person or penguin, the process of building a home with your partner solidifies your bond, makes the trust a little deeper, the love a little stronger. So, after building this nest together, where is their egg? And then they were both kind of surprised that no egg ever turned up. Okay, so maybe we got carried away. Magic and Sven made all the right moves, if you will, but it came to nothing. Now, they have to sit in their empty nest and watch in confusion as other penguin couples start to lay their eggs. What happened? They know they did it right, but something's definitely gone wrong. These birds don't give up, though. They might not have an egg to sit on, but they're going to put their penguin behinds on something. We'd actually caught Magic taking a chunk of ice back to Sven, and when he did so, um, they started trying to incubate it like an egg. Ah, Sven and Magic are the perfect parents. They're so dedicated to their ice-ice baby that the keepers think of how they can support these eager penguins. We wanted to make sure that we encouraged this pair because they were so heavily bonded so quickly, which was really nice to see. Uh, So we made a decision to sort of uh, give them an opportunity to practice being penguin parents. So we gave them a dummy egg. This dummy egg may be fake, but for Sven and Magic, it makes the prospect of parenthood feel that much more real. I remember Magic was actually sitting on the nest and Sven was standing to the side. Um, And we sort of just took this egg and we put it in front of Magic. And there was a bit of a, what are you doing so close to my nest moment. And then after that, he saw this egg 
And he was like, oh my gosh. And he just did the exact right thing penguins are supposed to do, which is they get their beak and they shuffle the egg underneath them and then they sit on top of it and incubate it. And Sven is right there with him, standing proudly by Magic's side. He lit up when he saw the dummy egg. They were both so excited. And I seem to recall him even trying to, to push Magic away, even though Magic was the one tucking egg underneath him. He's like, oh, I, I want to have a go too. And they both wanted it uh, so badly. <laughs> the couple are overcome with emotion. They've been waiting for this moment for months. Sven and Magic were actually calling to each other over and over and over again because they just got an egg. They just got a little baby. They were so excited. And that excitement isn't just felt inside the aquarium either. By the time Sven and Magic are given a fake egg, the Australian Parliament has voted overwhelmingly in favour of gay marriage rights. This is a huge step forward for the country. The people and its parliament have said yes to love. What a day. What a day for love, for equality, for respect. Australia has done it. And we have voted today for equality, for love. It's time for more marriages, more commitment, more love, more respect. Australia has taken a massive leap forward. Finally, same-sex couples across Australia could fulfill their dream of getting married. But is there any way for male penguins, Sven and Magic, to fulfill their dream of becoming parents? So for Gen 2 penguins, they share responsibility exactly 50-50%. So both males and females will incubate for the same amount of time, and they'll share half of the chick raising as well. Oh, these Gen 2 penguins are progressive. After watching Sven and Magic closely for several weeks, the keepers are impressed. They've been sharing their incubating duties, swapping over every day like clockwork. And they're incredibly gentle with their dummy egg, too. So we had a few females who had laid eggs already. Every Gen 2 female will lay two eggs every single season. So it's much, much more physiologically taxing to raise two chicks, and we want to make sure that we're reducing as many stresses as we can. Having proven themselves to be top incubators, the keepers decide to take a risk. The Magic and Sven journey has been unconventional so far. Why stop here? So we made the decision to take one of the fertile eggs from another pair who already had one, and we gave it to Sven and Magic. This is a big call but it's a decision that's been made based on what the keepers have seen over some months. They know that Sven and Magic are their best chance for a chick. This was a pretty big deal for us because this was the first year where we really felt confident that we were going to have a chick hatch because we hadn't had one before. Inside the egg, the chick is growing and developing, getting ready for hatching. And before it even breaks out of its shell, the family is already bonding. The chick inside the egg will start responding to sound, so he'll sleep for the majority of the day, but every so often Magic would actually call to the chick while he was incubating it still. If that isn't cute enough already, wait till you hear the next part. So a couple of weeks after we fostered the real egg to Magic and Sven, it pipped, and pipping is the process by which the, the chick's beak 
makes it outside of the egg. And it was a very exciting moment when uh, we realised that the egg had pipped because it makes it easier for us to also hear the baby because its little beak is sticking outside the egg. Once the chick has pipped, it's not long before it will fully hatch. They are so close. And for the next 48 hours, Sven, Magic and the keepers are all on high alert, doing their best to ensure there will finally be a new addition to the exhibit. Magic and Sven did an excellent job of keeping it hidden from us. They were doing a fantastic job of exactly what they're supposed to do, which is keep that chick safe and warm. So we just didn't even know if it had hatched yet. The suspense is killing them. Is the first ever chick to be hatched at the aquarium okay? Is it warm enough? Is it alive? And I remember it got to four o'clock and it was time to go home and I was like, nah, I need to check it, I need to know. And I went up to Magic and I was like, hey Magic, would you mind? Could you stand up for a second? Magic is in full protective parent mode. He stood up because he wanted me to leave. And all I could see underneath him was this little fluffy chick bottom hanging out. And it was so cute. And I could see it wiggling around in there and I was so happy. And Sven was just standing next to Magic and he looked so proud of himself. It was the 19th of October, 2018, (laughs) when Lara made her way out into the world, fully, all the way out. Meanwhile, across Australia, news starts to spread of the aquarium's newest arrival. ...in Australia who paired up as a same-sex couple have successfully hatched a baby chick. ...born to two doting dads. Sven and Magic reside... True love has found a way for two penguins at the Sea Life Sydney Aquarium in Australia. Lara, or Svenjik, as she became known to the public, soon captures the hearts of people right across the country. Journalists and visitors flock to the exhibit, eager for a sighting of the aquarium's first-ever baby penguin, a chick ushered into the world by two male gentoos. I think Sven and Magic's love story kind of captured public interest because sometimes people actually find it easier to relate to animals than to the stories of other people. Sven and Magic being two male penguins was just such an excellent example of of the outcome of love. Sven and Magic are celebrated right across the country, hailed as a symbol of Australia's progression towards embracing all forms of love. But now comes their biggest test. Will Laura survive the precarious first few weeks of life? Can Sven and Magic be the model parents that everyone hoped they'd be? Or have they come this far only to fall at the final hurdle? We'll find out after this short break. During the first weeks of Laura's life, the keepers are a little on edge. The first ever chick, born at Sea Life Aquarium Sydney, is here. But now they have to make sure she stays healthy. I personally, as a penguin supervisor, was incredibly anxious. There was a lot of pressure on on making sure that Sven and Magic had all the support they need to be able to raise this chick. If Sven and Magic aren't careful, 
Their baby chick, Laura, could be crushed or drowned. She could even stay wet for too long and die from hypothermia. But Sven has been waiting a long time for this moment, and his parental instincts soon kick in. So in the beginning, Sven was definitely spending most of the time on the nest with the chick. Sven was the older penguin, so he he sort of knew what he was doing with the chick a little bit more. And um, that probably comes from his time at SeaWorld, where he would have seen other chicks getting raised. But like a lot of new parents, Magic is feeling a little overwhelmed. Magic was a bit slower. You'd you'd hear the cheep. And Magic would be like, what do I do? Oh, and Sven would kind of be next to him and give him little nudges and be like, feed it? And then Magic eventually, eventually got the idea after a little while. The constant calling, the feeding, the attention required. Magic finds it all to be incredibly exhausting. He wants some me time. So, just like when that barrier between the Melbourne and Gold Coast colonies was first lifted, Magic runs away. He occasionally would just need some breaks, you know. He wasn't quite sure what he was doing, so he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go for a swim. And so a lot of the times we'd come out and Magic would just be off in the pool kind of doing his own thing and Sven would be on the check being like, ah, oh, just race this by myself then. This isn't the family life that Sven dreamed about. He and Magic had been such a good team. But now Lara is here, He is being left again and again to look after her by himself. Magic doesn't mean to hurt Sven or abandon Laura. He's just struggling to adjust. He's still the same lively and enthusiastic bird who loves attention from the keepers and visitors alike. I guess he was um, just young and still wanting to explore. Um, Sven was always very good about uh, when he'd had enough calling Magic back to help him though. And he responds to that call. Because ultimately, Sven's calls are more important than the attention from the outside. Whenever Sven would call him for help, Magic's little ears would prick up and he'd be like, oh, okay, I need to go go back over and give him some hand. So he'd run out of the pool and and go over to Sven and see what he was up to. So they... They did learn how to work together very well. It just took them a couple of days, which I think it's fair for all new parents. It takes, it takes a little while to get into the rhythm of it. As the days and weeks pass, Magic settles into fatherhood. He and Sven are a team again, sharing the parenting like all good Gentoos do. Magic has learned something from Sven, but he's also taught him something too. As Magic started to take out more duties, uh, Sven was able to take more of a break. Sven really enjoys um, swimming and eating in the pool, so I think it was really important for him to be able to take time off the nest so that he could do those things. Parenting is a balancing act. Magic learns that family has to be his priority, and Sven learns that in order to be the best father to Laura, he has to have his me time too. After a rocky start, Sven and Magic are enjoying this new phase of their relationship. They've crafted a family life that centers around their chick while still including freedom for them both. But as the months go by and Lara gets ready to leave the comfort of home, her parents are struggling with empty nest syndrome. 
when Lyra was in the early stages of being allowed to walk around the exhibit and explore for herself, Sven was constantly by her side. He never left her alone. He made sure to shepherd her away from the pool when she was still fluffy and couldn't swim yet. It's time for Lara to spread her wings. And like all good parents, Sven and Magic know that they have to let their baby grow up. But what are they going to do now Lara doesn't need them in the same way? What happens to two doting parents with no chick to look after? The keepers decide they can't let this extraordinary pair's talent go to waste. So Sven and Magic successfully uh, fostered and raised a second chick in 2020. His name is Clancy, um, and he's a unique individual in his own right. They managed to raise the fattest baby ever. They were very good at feeding it, and he's absolutely huge. Sven and Magic are fathers of two. Laura has left the nest, and baby Clancy is the newest member of the family. As their clan expands, the colony as a whole continues to grow. So Laura is almost five years old. Um, and she has a boyfriend of her own. His name is Parky. And they've plonked their nest right in front of Sven and Magic. So while she's moved out of home, she has not moved out of home. Um, she clearly still has a bond with those two. I think I think Lara will have chicks in, in the upcoming seasons. But I think this is the year that Sven and Magic will be grandparents. Who would have thought it? From a dummy egg to grandparents. It's gotta happen. But as challenging as parenthood has been at times, how are Sven and Magic doing as a couple? Has Sven still got Magic's heart? A heart he worked so hard to win? Sven and Magic are still, I would call hands down, our strongest penguin couple in the entire exhibit. They spend all of their time together, or like all year, um, whereas our other peers kind of take a break during non-breeding season periods and go off and do their own thing, Sven and Magic are never more than a couple of meters away from each other. Their impact isn't confined to the aquarium either. Sven and Magic have made a mark on the whole world. Their love story is taught in school curriculums and attracts visitors to Sydney from all over the globe. So it, we get we get a lot of visitors coming to the aquarium wanting to see Sven and Magic in particular. You know, I think they've touched a lot of a lot of people's hearts uh, because their story is is quite unique in that it is two male penguins. However, they've proven that it, it doesn't make a difference. They can they can raise a chick and they can be a model model pair for the rest of the colony. These lovebirds aren't leaving each other's side anytime soon. Their journey into parenthood has helped them forge an unbreakable bond. And they weren't the only ones. In 2018, as Sven and Magic welcomed their first chick into the world, over 6,500 gay marriages were registered and same-sex adoptions became legal across Australia. Sven and Magic weren't just a part of an aquarium exhibit, they were part of a much bigger story and their personal moment was part of a political movement. These two male penguins helped to prove that in the end, Love wins. I'm Tay Diggs, and this has been You Had Me at Hello. If you have an incredible love story, please reach out to us at lovestories at sonymusic.com. We'd love to hear it.
You Had Me at Hello is a Sony Music Entertainment production. It's hosted by me, Tay Diggs. This episode was produced by Martha Miller and Clem Hitchcock. The series producer is Martha Miller. The production coordinators are Ike Egbatola and Lily Hambly. It was written by Femi Keeling and the production team. Alcione Mick composed the original music. Scoring and sound design by Tom Drew. Isis Thompson, Louisa Field, and Tay Diggs are the executive producers. Special thanks to Jez Nelson, Chris Skinner, and Julia Stevenson. <laughs>